All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 305 in the capital city. My name is Jason Stradwick, and you're listening to the Jason Grego Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca live on Sports 1440 and Olders Nation YouTube and Facebook. Thanks for tuning in and looking at this beautiful face. Uh, I'm in here for the next two days. Lots of texts coming in here at 1 1440. Thanks for joining us. Lots to come, including Brian Diardo in about the next 20 minutes, and then Colin Livingston talk about the huge news. In race car driving, which is F1, I think they call it in English. So very exciting to have it there. Now, before we continue, I just, I thought there'd be snacks. Someone told there'd be snacks. I thought Sean Brown brought some of those fancy Halloween chips. Are there no <laughs> snacks in here? Like, what, a guy's got to starve? Well, you know, when you have chips like that, Strads, they don't last long. When they're that special, <laughs> when he blew our mind with Halloween chips, yeah, they didn't last very long. He actually, his first day, he brought banana bread as well. Oh, did he? I believe it had chocolate chips. So you would not classify it as banana bread, but uh, I, the well, snacks are all around us. You got you have popcorn. Isn't that enough? I know popcorn is good, but I thought I was told there'd be snacks. I don't know who told me that, but I thought, wasn't it you or Declan or someone? I thought tweeted, I mean, hey, man, there'll be snacks up in here. Oh, I, well, you got to go get them. Maybe it was TR. We got the uh, the cinnamon <laughs> buns right by us. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of great spots oh, in I love this it. mall. And popcorn is great. Connor gave me a bag of popcorn, so I'm going to have some of that in a little bit. Anyways, thanks for joining us here on the uh, Gregor Show. Now, we know the big trade the Flames and uh, Canucks pulled off last night, right before the All-Star game. So that's pretty exciting if you're a Canucks fan. And I guess if you're a Flames fan, like you, I think they knew this was coming, or they, they assumed it was coming. So now they're kind of working their way through digging out of it. But what does it mean for the Oilers? The Mighty Oil have been on a hot streak. I even touched on the 16-game run. Have you ever done anything for 16 days in a row, Connor? 
I've gone to work 16 days in a row. 16 days in a row of working. Now, let's I don't know if something. I was winning all the time, though. Well, you win every day. I've done something for 16 in a row. I've been knitting. We've already kind of talked about <laughs> this, how I've, I've, begin, I've begun knitting. I started around January 15th, no, 6th or 7th. I've been knitting for every day since then. And here I am, knitting. Uh, so I've done that, but I've never won 16 games in a row. So this team is on fire. But what do they need to add? Do, and do they need to add something? We can aspect this at 5 o'clock, but listen. Let's look at this lineup. In the last in two weeks, let's call it, they've added Corey Perry for nothing. Big body, 38 years old, has won. He's annoying. He's got the kind of face you want to punch, and that's a compliment. And then you've also added, uh, it feels like a new, newly, um, not energized, because he always played with energy, but I think... A developing or more developed Ryan Holloway, the guy they call Hollywood. So those are two big bodies. One can fly around. Both can score. I think Holloway is going to find the back of the net more often. And you get a lot of craftiness in, in Corey Perry. So that's a big deal. That could be your third line. Oilers fans, I ask you, and you can text me at one 401 Are you happy? Would you be satisfied if your fly, third line is Perry McLeod? And Holloway, it has the makings of a third line, size, speed, some goal scoring, brings energy, annoying, hard to play against, especially on the wings. There might be something there, but what say you? I think it has the makings of a third line. So then, really, you have nine forwards set in the top nine that are that are should be slotted in the right place or are slotted in the right place. And that leaves guys like Matthias Janmark on the outside looking in. Connor Brown, Derek Ryan, Sam Grandy, like all guys that can all, have all contributed this year. Oh, Connor hasn't scored, Connor Brown, but I, I think that'll come. So I ask you, and I'll leave it, Connor, I'll let you jump in on this tidal wave of emotion I'm about to unleash. Do they need to add someone, or is this clear the space they need to add as much as the Vancouver Canucks did? It was clear that the Canucks needed a second-line center. It was clear. Is there anything the Oilers is clear they need in the forward group? In the forward groups? Top Trudy? nine. Top nine. Let's not get caught in the in the, the, the fourth line. I, I mean, you could expand it to the fourth line, and I still might say no. I think that getting Dylan Holloway back healthy, great addition. Corey Perry, fantastic addition. Uh, you know, the ability to have McDavid and Dreisaitl on their own lines, that's good. You know, you're, you're not going to be complaining about that one. So if you're talking forwards, no, I think the Edmontoners are okay uh, with what they have right now. I don't think they needed it like the Canucks did. I agree. I think that it's not as clear. Now, you can add. It's kind of like, do I need something or do I want something? I think the Oilers fans can want to add. I get that. You can want to add something more if you if you're... If you're really excited about it, but they don't need to add it. And that's the difference. The same on the back end. I still think they're going to have to add a depth defenseman for sure. But I would like to see a better puck move defenseman for CC. I, I, that's, I've, I've said that I'm on record. It's not that I don't think CC's playing well, but Evan Bouchard and Ekholm move that puck up quickly. I'd like to see a similar player in that spot for CC. If you don't get it though, that's what I want. But do they really need it? I think they could use it. But I don't think they desperately need it. So I'm looking at the clear-cut things. They need a depth defenseman. You know, someone can play in that 
I think they need. I don't think they need a backup goalie. They have they have two. Campbell and uh, Pickard are doing fine. Campbell and the minors, though, so we're not sure. But Pickard. So I think it's clear where you can spend some money. And I'm, I'm going to go back to that same guy. I've been that drum. I've been beating Adam Henrique and Connor. I've been beating this drum for a long time, buddy. It's a long road we've hammered this name around. That's the guy I think they need because I think he can play wing in your top six. I think he can play center. He can play all over the place. And he's a Swiss Army knife that I think the Oilers need and if you want a deep playoff run because there's going to be injuries. I'll say it again. There's going to be injuries, Oilers fans. So find someone that can play all over your lineup that when there are injuries, not if, but when, they can slide in there and help you out. And Bo, by the way, is having an amazing offensive year. Last time I checked, I think it's the best one he's had in his life. Connor Helly. Unrestricted free agent after the season, 5.825 million. So what, you're going to ask the Ducks to retain some there? I'm trading him twice. You're trading him twice? Okay, you get the third team involved? Third team, you got to. This is not a first round. I don't believe that's a first round trade. I, I, a first round pick. I, I just, I don't think he, he's there. I, I could see it beat a bit less than that. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I don't. I don't believe he's a first round guy you're trained for for him. But I would love to see that move by the orders. Strutty, would you upgrade for Fogo like a Tarasenko or Gensel from Vinny? Um, I I love Jake Gensel, but that's a big contract. And I don't know if he makes that. Does he make that much less than uh, or more than? Uh, my boy Henrique, I think he's up there, isn't he? Six or seven? Yeah. Six. He, oh, he's only at six, so he's six. not that much more, actually. My bad. But he's younger, and the guy can score and shoot, and he can skate. So, yeah, I'd love, love to have Jake Gensel. So, yeah, again, you'd have to trade that twice. So even if you trade that twice, it gets down to three, then one and a half. So you got to find one and a half million dollars out of your lineup. And same with Henrique, so that gets a little bit tricky. But, yeah, I'd love, to, I'd, I'd, I'd love Gensel. Tarasenko doesn't do it for me as much. I don't know. I don't think he's as fast. He's built for the plow, so he's, he's like a Russian truck. So that would be be it. Cheaper. Che- What's he at? Four? Five mil. Five. So it's two. Ballpark, but. You trade it twice, so that's two and a half. So one, it's not, I mean, you're not talking, you're talking 250 grand, but when you're dealing with the orders, I think that's <laughs> where it's at. Hey, guys, I don't think we need to go crazy the deadline. Only one team will win this cup. Look what Boston Toronto did last year. Both teams had several players at the deadline. One plow series win between the both, Craig and Red Deer. Love the people in Red Deer, Craig. I, I agree. I don't, Toronto, remember they made all those moves and we're like, oh my God, Ryan O'Reilly, Luke Shen, amazing picks. But I don't think that they, that the chemistry is difficult. You know, you have chemistry. It feels like the Oilers believe in all the players on their team. And sorry, I should say it again. All the Oilers players believe in all the players on their team. So if they're going to go out and make major changes, I think that'd be a risky, a risky game. But I think you can add. I do think you can add. I really feel strongly about that in, in, in a less dramatic way to have depth, to have some depth. Hey, guys, I'd be happy if that's the third line, but not if Fogo's your second right winger. He isn't a consistent offensive threat to play with one of the top five offensive centers in the world. Okay, that's fair. But on the other side, Evander Kane is a guy that I think we know what he does when he creeps towards the playoffs. He's got 14 goals this year. That's on pace for 25, 30 goals. That's pretty good. Um, 
and the big guy, I think he's creeping up on 10 goals as well, Fogel is. So I, I understand what you're saying. I hear you. But the size and speed of Fogel, I think that it looks like Leon likes playing with him. This was from Steve and Drumheller. I don't think the Oilers need to add. They can always upgrade, but I wouldn't give up any more future picks or players to do it. Well, if you're going to upgrade, you're going to have to add. You're going to have to trade something. But I agree. I don't think they have to give away their first picks for, for what they're looking for. I, I, I would look on that next market, right? As someone who's in the second round market. That's, that's what I'm looking to, to, to make a trade for. The second rounders. And, and, and back. Because the orders, do you, do you need to hit on their first rounders? They need to get these guys up to play with the orders because they're going to need some cheaper contracts. And I know that these guys won't play for a few years, but I'm working under the assumption that both big guys sign up with the orders, resign with the orders. Struddy, uh, Carson is asking about Eric Johnson for Cody Cece and a pick. What do you think about Eric Johnson? Eric Johnson, the D man? Yeah. Yeah. The older guy? Is that the guy I'm thinking of? I believe so, with the Buffalo Sabres. You want to give up Cody Cece for, for isn't he? He's old. He's 35 <laughs> years old. In Yeah, in hockey terms, he's old. So let me get, I, I, I've, I, it's rare where I get cut off what I can't do. So let me just read that again. What does Strudwick think about Eric Johnson for Cody Cece and a pick? Okay, well, let me just review it. So Eric Johnson this year has 41 games played. Three goals, no assists, and 24 penalty minutes. Not bad if you're Jason Strudwick. <laughs> but when you're Cody Cece, who is much younger, and a contract for next year, can still will still play in the league next year, and he is right now at 45 games, no goals, 13 assists, plus 10 on a winning team. Why do they have to give up Cody Cece and a draft pick to get Eric Johnson? I asked the members of the jury. I'll tell you what, they don't have to. Now, I, I would take Cody, Eric, if you're asking if I want Eric Johnson, I, I might take him. That's maybe a depth defenseman. But guess what I'm giving up for him? Have you guys ever heard of Freddie Charles? Future considerations. That's what I'm giving up. This is not a, this is not from, if this is Eric Johnson, Seven years ago, oh, mama, I'm paying. But Eric Johnson is just not, that's not the solution. He's actually injured right now. And he's making three and a quarter million dollars. So I, I'll retract my statement. I do not want him. I, I, Sorry I lied to you, Connor. I should never do that to your face. Oh, that's crazy. So you don't think about that one? I don't. Here's the, here's the one. I'm from Sunny in Vancouver. Hey, Struddy, if Buffalo was willing to let Alex Tuck go, would that be a great fit on the dry line? Yeah, it would be. It'd be amazing. So would Keith Kachuk. So would Matthew Kachuk. So would be a lot of guys. But I mean, we have to live in the world of reality. Why would they give away Alex Tuck? I think he's, he's a big, strong player, fast. He is a real, I think they call it the wagon. He is a really, I really like him, and I don't think there's room for him. Uh, now, that's way more interesting to me than uh, Eric Johnson. That one, I, I, that one gave me, 
That one caught me off guard. Strutty, can you, what did you call future considerations? Freddie Charles. That's no. what you used to call it when you'd, you'd be like, oh man, you're getting <laughs> traded for Freddie Charles. Who's that? Future considerations. Can you explain that to Vinay? What that means? Vinay, it's just, it means like something that they may happen. So I've heard it, I've heard it could be like something like, um, like uh, they might say, okay, we're going to trade you my seventh round pick for your seventh round pick. And we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to, I'll throw in a, a golf game for four. Right. So that's future considerations. Like it's almost like nothing. So no, I, I just, I just don't think so. It's not happening. What about Sean Monahan? I like him. The cons- my concern with Sean Monahan is his foot speed. Do they want to bring that into their third line? Unless maybe he's your fourth line. That'd be a hell of a fourth line center. Okay. We'll take more of these texts later. Thank you uh, for that. That's great. By the way, I'm Jason Strudwick. Thanks for tuning in here today to the Gregor Show on uh, Sports 1440 Notre's Nation YouTube and Facebook. I'm going to pause right now. When we come back, Brian Diardo, we're talking NFL. This is where Connor just shines. He always lines up a football guest, this old dog. That's next on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation, YouTube and Facebook. 325, welcome back to the Jason Gregor Show on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation, YouTube and Facebook. My name is Jason Stradwick. I'll be holding down the fort the next couple days. And I'm not embarrassed to say, Connor, I, th- I started feeling a cramp come on my left hammy. I thought I was going to have to go down there that last night, but I stretched it out. Can you imagine if I had to leave? Why did, why did Strudwick leave? That hamstring. He's got to... It's been a while since he's done radio. He forgets I guess. How, how important it is. Well, you got to hydrate before and everything. How physical it is. <laughs> you got to sit upright. It's not like the old days where you could Crazy. slouch over. Well, yeah, I mean, right. with Got Your Back, you guys are on screen, so... Yeah. Crazy, man. Crazy. So hopefully that will we'll keep an eye on the hamstring through the next uh, two and a half hours. Let's go out now and talk a little bit of NFL football with our good buddy Brian Diardo from CBS NFL Writer. And this is the uh, Lexi Heating and Cooling where the rates never change. No OT charges, furnace repair and maintenance. Do it now with LexiHeating.ca. Brian, Bill Belichick, did he choose not to get a job or was he not offered the job? Where, where, Why is he still uh, whistling in the wind? Well, hey guys, thanks for thanks for having me as always. And um, I will say, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, my, you know, my colleague Jonathan Jones, our lead at CBS NFL Insider, did a really good job kind of explaining what happened with him in the Falcons because it seemed like that was really the only place he interviewed. And it seemed like initially their owner was sold on him, but it seemed like those within the organization were worried about how much of a shakeup hiring Belichick would create because. He wants to run things uh, wherever he goes next exactly the way he ran it at New England. So the thought of him just being a head coach, at least now, doesn't seem like that's what he's interested in. I mean, he hasn't been humbled by the Patriots' lack of success uh, in the post-Tom Brady era. He still wants to be, you know, have complete control. And it seemed like the Falcons uh, weren't quite ready to do that. They've got Rich McKay, who's been a longtime GM, has a Super Bowl appearance on his resume, and so they went with Raheem Morris, who's going to be more of a team player. Um, and I think, and I, I do think that Belichick, um, you know, had that attitude because he knows he could sit out, wait a year, and potentially, hey, the Dallas Cowboys could open up. Mike McCarthy's got one year left on his contract, and and the seat's hot for Mike McCarthy. So um, I think it was a little bit of both, but I think that the main thing is that Bill Belichick still wants to run things the way he did in New England, and and that is going to scare off some potential teams. How about Mike Vrabel on the flip side? Uh, what do you think the plan will be for him this upcoming season? Just take the year off and similar to Belichick, maybe look again in 2025? 
that's a really interesting one to me. And, and I'll be honest, I mean, I could see him getting back into college because that's where his coaching career started. He's an Ohio State alumni. Um, obviously, I don't think that Ryan Day is planning to leave anytime soon. But, excuse me, if that job ever opened, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if Mike Vrabel went back to college and did that. I wouldn't even be surprised if he – you know, dabbed in, in college at Ohio State this year. I think it would be a place like that. I, I don't think he'd go to any college. I think he'd have to have a connection to them. And obviously with Ohio State, uh, he does. Um, so I, I honestly could see him doing something like that. Um, you know, I wouldn't entirely rule out a coordinator position, but I, I think when you're Mike Vrabel and you've had the success that he's had, he's, he's been a head coach in an AFC championship game. He's had other success around that. Um, I'm quite honestly surprised that he did not uh, get another head coaching opportunity, um, you know, already. So I, I, I'm Belichick. I kind of could see this potentially happening. I'm more surprised with Frable just because of the fact that he he has worked with general managers before, and it seems like he's an overall good guy. That at least to my knowledge hasn't rubbed anybody the wrong way. So um, I wouldn't be shocked. I think if he coached anywhere this year, it, it could potentially be for Ohio State. I get the people that are frustrated with the choice of Arthur Smith to wear a, a mustache like he does, but why are Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> fans upset with he him being added as the OC when you look back on his track record? Maybe not so much the running game in Atlanta, but previously I think he was in Tennessee. Well, uh, you're talking to the right person because I grew up with Steelers fans, so I, I ah. know I know this real very I know this about as well as anybody. So. <laughs> I think that my my opinion is I think they might have been interested in Brian Greasy. I think he's like the passing game coordinator for the 49ers or the quarterback's coach. He's an offensive assistant for them. And I, I think that they and won a national title at Michigan, Bob Greasy's son, all those things. And I think um, that's just my hunch. I've got a hunch that I think that but, – but I think they got – I don't want to say they got impatient, but I think they kind of just wanted to move on with the process. And I think I think they, they settled – and I think other teams were interested in Arthur Smith. I think – as you mentioned, he was with Tennessee, and I think that's maybe one of the bigger things they looked at is they looked at Ryan Tannehill had his two biggest seasons with Arthur Smith uh, as you know calling the plays for him. And I think he had 33 touchdowns and seven picks in 2020. Was a Pro Bowler in 19, but was actually better in 20. And they want to run the ball. The Steelers want to run the ball. Their 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 president Art Rudy the uh, second, you know, basically came out and said you know this, earlier this week that that. They love the bell cow system that they have with, with Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, and they, they had a lot of success running the ball down the stretch last year. So Arthur Smith, you know, again, when he was the OC in, in Tennessee, um, you know, they had Derrick Henry who ran for 2,000 yards. I mean, this year in Atlanta, they were very good running the ball. Uh, he did his best with Desmond Ritter uh, this year and Taylor Heineke, but, but that was, I think, the biggest thing holding Atlanta back. So, um, you know, my takeaway of it was I think it was overall a good hire, um, and I think that – that the Steelers and Steeler fans should be happy with the hire. Um, you know, could they have gotten a more younger offensive mind to pass? He's not a passing guru, I would say. And if there is a criticism, that could be it. Um, but he is used to handling criticism as a head coach. And in Pittsburgh, if you're the offensive coordinator, things aren't going well, you're going to be criticized. So from that standpoint, I think overall, if I was to give it a grade, I'd give it a solid B to a B plus. But let's just go with a B. 
Brian Diardo of CBC Sports joining us here on the Jason Krager Show. Connor Halley, Jason Strudwick with you today talking NFL football. Uh, Brian, when you look at the coaching hires as a whole, uh, was there one maybe that stood out to you as a surprise and maybe you, you didn't think it was the correct hire, and then at the same time, one that you thought was the best hire of all of them? That's a really good question. Um, I, I just think – I don't know if there was a, there was a, there was a bad one. I, I think – I think to me the mo- um I don't know is it, I think is is it is it Canales because I'm I'm kind of learning all these new thirty somethings that are getting hired I think Canales the offensive uh, coordinator they got hired I, that was a little confusing that that she was just with Tampa Bay uh, with Carolina because he only had one year as an offensive coordinator at Tampa Bay so that was that was kind of confusing uh, that they got somebody that had just literally you know one year of experience in, as a coordinator. And then he goes off and gets a head coaching job. So I think, you know, that would be, I guess, the, the question that I had was just, you know, and it might make you wonder about the person. Is this just kind of a job hopper, right? That that it won't that won't stay somewhere. So, you know, that one was, was to me, I thought a little head scratching. I thought the Panthers could have maybe benefited from having a, getting a coach with some. I mean, I thought Rabel could have been good there. Um, maybe somebody with a little bit more head coaching experience or any head coaching experience at the NFL level. So Canales would, would probably be, to me, the, the most surprising and the one that I could see not not working out. But again, it, Zach Taylor was kind of the same thing with Cincinnati four years ago. I mean, he was never even a coordinator, never even a coordinator, and became the Bengals head coach, and, and you see the success that they've had. And I think the main thing with Zach Taylor is it's been the buy-in in Cincinnati. I mean, they've, they've had a great buy-in. And so maybe Canales is a, is a great people person, and and for whatever he lacks experience, he's going to make up for there. The Harbaugh one's super interesting. I mean, it's very interesting. And I think for the Chargers, I think that's a, that was a good hire because he hits – I mean, you can say what you want about Jim Harbaugh. I went to Ohio State. You, you can imagine what I think. But I, he wins, right? He wins. I mean, he, he won at Stanford. He won with the 49ers. He won at Michigan. So if you're a Chargers fan, you, you've got to like that. So uh, – so yeah, I mean, some, some, and I think Raheem Morris deserves a, another job. But the enemy not getting a head coaching job is interesting. But I think people know why. It's because he's a very tough coach, and I think some players, uh, you know, that might not be their their cup of coffee, especially today's generation. The only thing worse than a 49ers fan is a 49ers fan telling you that Brock Purdy doesn't get enough respect. So if if he wins a, <laughs> at the Super Bowl. Brian, will that give them the respect and then get 49s fans finally happy for the first time in what seems like a century and their team hasn't won a championship? Yeah, it's weird that it's been so long. Because when I was a kid, they won it like every year, right? <laughs> so it's weird that it's been 29 years. Like, I, I, you know, I remember seeing the first for five posters at Kmart or wherever it was. So, <laughs> uh, I, I'm picking them. I mean, it's I'm picking them. I'm not putting any money on it, but I, but I am picking them to win. And I think... That was my takeaway from uh, the weekend, was I feel like if the Niners play at the level they should play at, they're going to win. And I, that's, that's my takeaway. I think for the Chiefs, I just at least feel like them just getting there was a win. But they have great cornerbacks. Uh, Sneed McDuffie I, might be the best duo in the league. So it, I think, it, again, I think it's similar to the, to the Detroit game. Uh, I, they can't start slow, and that's been their issue in the playoffs. Is they've started slow, they've overcome the first two games. They won't do, they can't do that, and they won't do that against the Chiefs. They have to start out stronger. Purdy's an enigma to me. I mean, if you tell me he's going to beat Patrick Mahomes, uh, that's hard to, to digest. But I did just pick them to win, so I'm not saying they're going to win in spite of Purdy. 
but I don't think they're not going to win because of Brock Purdy. I mean, he just can't lose the game for them, and he's going to have to just make a couple of clutch plays like he has so far. I mean, especially against the Lions with his legs, he made plays. No, I mean, for anybody that says that he's underrated, he's not. I mean, he's, I think he's gotten all the credit that you should give him. He's a good quarterback that's on a great team in a great situation. I think if you put Kenny Pickett on that team, it'd be very similar to Brock Purdy. Uh, I think the Niners will win if he doesn't blow the game for them. So um, I'm sure I didn't make many 49er fans happy when I said that, but I did pick them to win, so hopefully they remember that part. <laughs> yeah, the backhand compliment. Brian, I appreciate it, yeah. man. It's going to be interesting <laughs> to watch this build up heading towards uh, Super Bowl next uh, Sunday. Have a great evening, man. You too. Thanks for having me. Brian Diardo, CBS NFL writer. And I don't want to give up your pick, but I honestly, all my friends are 49ers fans. Oh, Brock Purdy doesn't get enough respect. He doesn't get enough respect. Yeah. He's a pretty good quarterback. I don't know if he's elite. Wait till they have to pay that guy. How are they going to feel? Because what's he make now? Like about a hundred grand when they got to pay him. What's it, what's it going right for a quarterback? Danny uh, Jones got 40 mil. Yeah. I mean, what's you're Brock Purdy going to say if they win a championship, what's he going to get? 52. Yeah. So then they got to <laughs> carve out 39 million out of their, out of their, uh, Roster, so they're going to be cutting players left and right. That's that's a pretty big challenge. Same with uh, Green Bay; they got Jordan Love on a pretty cheap contract. When that guy gets paid, and he will get paid, they're taking good players off the roster. Let's see how you feel about then Forty ers fans and Green Bay Packers fans. He Brock Purdy signed a four year deal worth three point seven million. Yeah, so he's like... Eight, he lives eight, eight, in the 50. Bay. Like, that's what that... You know. Yeah, he can barely make ends meet. That's an expensive place to live. So now he's going to sign... What do you... Honestly, what do you think the number... What Like, would it, would I be crazy if I said 40? I don't think so. I mean, and... Well, let's just look at the stats here, because I don't want to, you know, pump him up too much, but I thought he had a pretty good regular season stats-wise. There were some games it wasn't necessarily perfect. Uh, fifth in the league in passing yards. He finished... Third in the league in touchdown passes. Call him a game manager if you want, but his agent's going to say he's top five quarterback yeah. in the league this year. He's taking you to a Super Bowl. Yeah. If he doesn't get hurt his rookie year, he might take you to two. Right. Maybe Kyle Shanahan says, oh, I can find another quarterback in the seventh round that can do this. But I, I feel like if he gets the win here, has another good season next year, the contract's going to be quite hefty. Because he's got one more year? Two more years. Two more years. My God. That's crazy. That's value. That's going to be big bucks. Big bucks. All right, let's uh, jump out of here uh, really quick on the Gregor Show. I'm Jason Strider. When we come back, we're going to speed things up, as Gregor likes to say, with the Cantor Race Report with Colin Livingston here on uh, Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook. Welcome back to Jason Gregor Show on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook. My name is Jason Strider. I'll be here through today and tomorrow. Today I was, you know, on the Twitter machine taking a look and I saw something that blew me away. And I know if I was blown away by something in auto sports that our next guest would be blown away right now. It's time for the, uh, Cantorque Racing Report with our good friend Colin Livingston, brought to you by Cantorque. They have a brand new website, improved navigation, more product information, and you can watch past episodes of the Cantorque Race Report at Cantorque.com, www.cantorque.com. So Colin, 
It sounds like the big man, Lewis Hamilton, is leaving. Just take us through what your initial thoughts were when you saw this information come across. Well, little insider secret. Good to see you again, Strike. It's been a long time. Likewise, we haven't yeah. got to do this for, for quite some time. But, um, you know, I make a bunch of notes throughout the week for, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, I see something, I write something down because, you know, Gregor is becoming a racing fan for sure. And yeah. he, he's surprising me with some of the, the off-the-cuff things that he's throwing mm-hmm. at me. I know you're not watching a lot of racing. Yeah. So we've got a couple of you know main bullet points that we kind of hit on. And I had a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> lined up, and it got thrown into the trash starting last night because that's when um, it kind of started for me with this guy, Will Buxton, who's one of the F1 broadcasters. And he's he's a legit insider saying that there's going to be a big story, which then the rumors started that it could be Lewis Hamilton moving over to Ferrari, but nobody's really saying anything. And then I think I was up about five o'clock this morning and it was like, uh, you know, I I don't spend any time on Twitter anymore. I spend, yeah. you know, I use this thread side, but everything now, like every, like probably 60% of yeah. the, the, the messages were all about Lewis. And, you know, it was finally confirmed later on this morning. You know, the, the two biggest names in F1 are arguably from a driver standpoint, Lewis Hamilton, from a constructor standpoint, Ferrari. And now starting in 2025, they're going to be together. So what would be the motivation for Lewis Hamilton to leave a place he's had so much success? There's a lot of speculation flying around. Now, does Lewis know something about the development of the Mercedes car, which has been, you know, Mercedes has really struggled with this new, um, in, you know, in this new era of the last three years. Does he know something about what Ferrari's going to be doing over the next couple of years that kind of entices him? I think at the end of the day, it's as simple as Lewis has always wanted to be in a Ferrari and he's taking a look and saying, I've got this many years left in my head. Like, you know, he could probably race another five years. Some people are saying he's got two. Some, you know, everyone's going to have speculation, but I mean, he's, he's fit. He's motivated. Um, I think he just basically said, I want to do this before I hang up my hat. Joined by Colin Limston for the Cantrug Race Report here on Sports 1440. What are Ferrari or who are they getting? Because it's not like Lewis has been killing it on the track. He hasn't won in time. He's 39 years old. You mentioned he has a few years left. But what are they getting? Are they getting the legacy or are they getting a guy that could win for them in that car? Without question, they're getting a guy who can win. Um, you know, again, his motivation, I don't believe, has waned. Um, you know, 103 career wins, 104 poles, seven championships. Um, you know, he's rewritten the record book. The fact that he hasn't won the last couple of years, the drivers don't forget how to drive. The car is is so much more important than the driver. A great driver can take a good car and make a bit of a difference, but a great driver can't take a poor car and make it win. It just doesn't happen. And and the field is so competitive from start to you know from the front to the back that you know you have to have you know my one of the first lessons in racing my father-in-law taught me is you can't win without luck now that doesn't mean you have to be lucky to win but you always have to have that element of Mm -hmm. luck where something breaks at the right time you time your pit stop just right when somebody else gets it wrong um ferrari has really 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 struggled with their strategy with their pit stops over the last bunch of years so they're going to get you know they're going to get a guy with again he's not only won seven championships 
but he's been a, been part of a team that won eight because they won the one with Nico Rosberg. Right. Um, they know how to do this. He knows how to do this. He knows what um, what he wants out of a car. So he's definitely going to be able to help them develop. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be big and. Make no mistake about it. They're signing a big, big, big check for him to get over there. You know, we'll, we'll hear in, in, in due course what his kind of, you know, compensation is, but he's not going there for free. I can promise you. <laughs> Colin Lister joins us for the Cantark Racing Report here on the Jason Greg Show, which is brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. New season, new sports books. Stay in the game this season with PlayAlberta. New players who sign up today with code sports five or 50 get a $50 free bet. Colin. You're a driver on another team or a, a principal on another team. What is your reaction and the domino effect that could happen with Lewis leaving after next season? It's last year, what like really started in 2022 for the 2023 season has been so quiet because most of the driver's contracts were locked in right through this year. Everything is coming due at the end of 2025. So Lewis is exercising um, an exit clause on his contract which means that he his seat's available. Now, where, like, is it as simple as Carlos Sainz, who is obviously going to be out of the Ferrari seat at the end of the year, mm-hmm. goes over to Mercedes? Don't think so. Somebody is likely going to move up from Williams. So there's, you know, again, Alex Albon is probably one of the likely contenders, but it could be, you know, it could be someone within their, their driver development program like Mick Schumacher. Pretty unlikely. Um, but when that driver moves, then somebody else moves, and there's right. a whole bunch of other seats that are going to come available at the end of the year. So this year is going to be uh, pandemonium. Now, what about the reaction from Red Bull? Will there be anything that they do to, I don't know if counter is the right move, or do they even care because of the success they've had? No. I like. Of course, they're going to pay attention. They're, you know, they're going to you know, kind of size things up, but no, I don't think at, at least not this year, Red Bull has already said they're working on their 2025 car. They're not spending really any time on this year's car and it hasn't even hit the track. So they're basically, they've already wrapped things up for this year. They're focused on next year, but their program is going to be a little bit chaotic too, because it sounds like, um, Checo Perez is, at the end of his contract this year, he's had a lot of struggle. So that could be another thing. Um, Carlos Sainz is a former Red Bull driver. He was with the Toro Rosso team. That was basically where he broke in. Um, so there is some talk because they, they've really had this tendency the last couple of years to bring their drivers back. You know, Danny Ricardo left. They brought him back. Uh, Danny Kvyat left for a period of time. They brought him back. So it could be a bit of a, a homecoming for, uh, for Carlos Science, even at the, the, you know, whatever we call the new team visa, cash app, something, something, <laughs> Toro Rosso. What I don't even know what they are anymore. Um, but it's, we're not going to have a shortage of things to talk about this year. Colin, you know, you, you compared it when you came on that this, this move is like Gretzky being traded to LA. We saw what happened with the, um, hockey growing, the, 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 the growth in the sport in, in the States and just what it did. It was a great move for the NHL. Sad for Edmonton, but good for NHL. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. 
only from Rustolium. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The, the F1 is obviously huge, but is there going to be a, a major impact just on this type of news coming out and Lewis changing teams after next season? Well, again, you're, you're taking yeah, the, the comparison. I, as far as the magnitude of the deal is mm. pretty accurate, but it's not like Lewis, like when Gretzky got traded to LA, LA was still like an insignificant market. Mm. Like, you know, Bruce McNall was trying to make those moves, but they hadn't really had any success. They were, you know, kind of thought of as a tropical team. And, you know, even in, in the, the years before, Gretzky would put on the Mickey Mouse ears because the team was a bit of a joke. Lewis go, obviously Ferrari is the most successful team in F1 history. And they are, they are the, the, the benchmark for automotive excellence. You know, you don't think really of anything at, in greater terms than a Ferrari. Yeah. Um, so with, with that kind of that kind of um power behind Lewis and Ferrari the marketing that they're going to be able to do is incredible the you know the activations that they're going to be able to do you know trackside or for their sponsors you know for for the people who have been supporting Ferrari for so long they've had good drivers i mean you know they've had Sebastian Vettel they've had Kimi Raikkonen these are former world champions the the Charles Leclerc um and uh Carlos Sainz, while they're great drivers, they don't have that that same you know recognition. They're beloved in Italy, and anytime you put on the prancing horse, you are loved by you know the fans. They call the Tafosi. But um, this is going to be this is going to be unlike anything that's ever been seen. I mean, the the only thing that's even close is when Schumacher went to Ferrari, um, and you know and went on a major 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 run. The other thing that it seems like is 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 happening with this is uh, Hamilton's engineer, uh, Pete Bonington, aka Bono. It sounds like he's going with Lewis in the transition, so they're going to have that same uh, right. driver engineer relationship. Right. Just within the the new um, you know the new environment. Now there was big news as well with about Andretti trying to get organized for twenty twenty five. Yeah, obviously was trumped a little bit by <laughs> by this news, but in its own news, big. So what does that mean? Where where is that at? So officially, their application to join the grid in either twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six has been rejected. There's nothing anymore that they can do, and this was the biggest F one story that was going until last yeah. night. Yeah. So for for Andretti, it's it's obviously heartbreaking that they put so much time and so much effort. And you know, I, I made I made a 
a couple of posts online where I used language that we're not allowed to to use on this particular show. But basically, the F1's statement of why they rejected Andretti is so ridiculous. It's so hypocritical. And, you know, the the hypocrisy is wrapped in bull excrement that it's <laughs> like they, they, they made comments like, you know, well, they're not going to, you know, what we saw, they're not going to have immediate success on track. Well, they haven't done anything yet. The only thing that they've done is they've got a, a 60% scale car in a wind tunnel. They haven't had chance <laughs> to do anything. Right. Um, F1 is going to benefit Andretti more than the Andretti name will benefit F1. It's like, which team came into the series with any kind of name recognition? Like, yeah, Haas was a, was a, you know, it's a massive producer of machining equipment, but really people don't know them in the world of racing. Right. You know, when Red Bull came in, they didn't have really any, you know, they were doing lots of, you know, uh, sideshow stuff, but they didn't have the big, Ticket. So every one of these teams has kind of come in and used F1 to make themselves bigger, but, um, they, they've, they've left the door open that, you know, maybe in 2028, um, once General Motors is further along, if they're going to become an engine supplier, that they can, uh, reapply. But yeah, very, very disappointing. Again, they spend so much time and effort saying they want to break into the U.S. Here they have one of the most recognized and motivated teams based in the States, and they're saying, no, we don't want you. So. Crazy. Cantor Grace Report with Colin Livingston. I'm Jason Strudwick on the Grace and Gregor Show. Thanks for tuning in today on uh, Sports 1440. Okay, uh, let's go to karting uh, down in uh, yeah. Florida. Uh, Matthew Taskin seemed like he had a pretty interesting trip just to try to get to the race, much less just the race itself. Yeah, these guys... Um John and Matthew, you know, obviously very good friends of ours. They race under our CRG racing umbrella. Yeah. Um, it, it's a it's a big trip. So to get to Orlando is 42 hours by ground. Um, I did it last year. Um, it's it's a long haul. Now at least there were two of them. But yeah, their their truck failed, transmission laid an egg, a hundred <laughs> miles outside of St. Louis on the way down. Arranged a rental. They get the rental. It doesn't have a trailer hitch. So they had to get a ride <laughs> from Hannibal, Missouri, the home of Colonel Potter from Mash. Uh, get into St. Louis, 100 miles, grab the truck, turn around, like a five-hour round trip just Jeez. to get back on the road. Missed a lot of their practice days, missed a lot of their test days. Uh, but, you know, Matthew unloaded, uh, put the card on the pole, which was great. Um, the race, you know, there was a lot of technical issue. There was a lot of confusion throughout the weekend because there were some scoring errors. Um, there were, there were you know, computer errors that were really out of the, the control of the, the promoter. Um, you know, I, I was watching the broadcast on, you know, one of the YouTube channels. Um, but I know the promoter quite well and he's, he's an excellent guy that I waited till the end of the weekend. So I was watching all the comments from people who were at the track and, you know, oh, this is a circus. These people don't know what they're doing, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I was asking, you know, uh, Matthew and John at the yeah. track, like, is this really what's happening? They're like, no, there are people who are really upset, but it's not as bad as what, sure. what they say. But, um, you know, talking to Esteban, uh, throughout the week, the, the promoter and just said, Hey, what's, what was the story? He's like, yeah, it was, there was some, there was some, um, some technical issue. They've got it figured out. They've enhanced the system. They've actually brought in additional personnel just in case there are any problems so that they can have better view of the track, have a, have a scoring backup because, you know, they ended up getting through, getting to Saturday, which was a full race day with, um, you know, uh, pre-fire, uh, uh, two heats and a final. Right. And all the results were eliminated because there were so many 
positional errors. Uh, this weekend, they're not taking any chances. Uh, they were supposed to run counterclockwise. They're going back to the, con- the, the normal configuration. They've got all kinds of um, backup in place. So, you know, if anyone's interested, um, they can watch on the uh, Cart Chaser uh, YouTube channel. And then we've also got more racers down in Arizona at the uh, Challenge of the Americas race. I was supposed to be there, but my nursing duties <laughs> kind of kept me out of the cart. Right. But uh, Great stuff. Well, Collins, great catching up with you. And I'm so glad I was the one that was here to talk about the great change for Lewis Hamilton. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for breaking that down for us. No problem. Couldn't have asked for any better. Great stuff. Take care of yourself. We'll see you soon. All right, that was the Cantor Race Report. I'm Jason Strudwick. Let's get to a uh, break. When we come back, uh, Strud's on. I'm going to talk about a major faux pas friend of mine made the other night. I mean, he doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't even know what I'm going to talk about, but I'm dropping the dime on him. When we come back, but as we go to break, we're going to Sports Tape brought to you by Fountain Tire. Fountain Tire is more than just tires. They offer a wide range of auto repair and services for their expert machine, uh, mechanics. Visit FountainTire.com to see all the mechanical services they offer. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 